Hey everyone, we are in for a serious treat today. Earlier this afternoon, I got to sit down with Barbara Lowe of Assisting You Social, and she shares with us some fantastic, brilliant tips and strategies that we can be implementing in our businesses right now, even in these tough economic times. So if you are sitting at home and you're wondering, what can I do to grow my business still online? And how do I need to be marketing myself right now? Barbara has some great strategies that we can all use. So I'd like to introduce you to her. Barbara is a certified social media marketing powerhouse with a reputation as the ultimate networker, both online and off. Barbara founded one of Canada's first social media marketing agencies, Assisting You Social, which has launched numerous businesses to success ahead of their competition. Barbara's exceptional understanding of social media analytics and effective digital marketing has made her a leading authority in her field. She's passionate about sharing her expertise through workshops, seminars, and speaking engagements. Barbara has a dedication to learning and sharing her knowledge with others, making her an extraordinary and motivating international speaker and corporate trainer. Welcome, Barbara. Thanks for joining us today and uh, and coming on and sharing some of your expertise with us. Thanks, Terry. Happy to be here. So I just want to jump into a little bit about what you do and how you got into doing what you do. So can you tell us a bit about Assisting You Social and what got you into this work? Sure. So Assisting You Social is a digital marketing agency. So we deal with a lot of different uh, strategy within the digital realm. So uh, we focus on social media marketing, brand marketing strategy, building relationships between your business and your clients. And then we also do some other marketing materials and website, SEO, um, blog creation, Google AdWords, everything that's kind of involved with that. But our real niche is building your relationships with your clients and building brand advocates so that your clients and your potential clients will be doing the selling for you. So they get so excited about being a part of your brand that they'll go and spread the word with all their friends and family and bring more business to you. And that's really what our focus is. And we do that by creating some amazing engaging engaging content around uh, what you do and who you are. So as far as how I got into this, um, Assisting You Social was created uh, about seven years ago. I found that back then there wasn't anybody else really doing social media as far as using it as the main form of marketing your business. And there was a real, um, there was a real disconnect between smaller businesses and how they could really navigate through the digital world in order to reach those clients. So I have always been in marketing and advertising. That's my background. And so I really liked using Facebook. I mean, back then, you know, seven, eight years ago, it was like Facebook was the thing. So um, I was actually in the travel industry at that point and using Facebook as a marketing tool for, um, for finding new clients and selling some products and services. So it was kind of a, a neat way for me to combine my love of social media and my love of marketing and advertising and my love of helping other businesses. So I kind of strategized uh, one day in the summer about what I could do to really put everything together and build a business around that. And I came up with social media marketing and uh, built the business based on 
the needs in the community. We started off small, um, talking to business owners, and the big challenge was really trying to educate them as to what it was that I did. What is social media marketing? <laughs> and what does that mean? What does that look like? And how it's going to help them? Because they were like, so what, you just play on Facebook all day and pretend you're me? No, <laughs> that's not it. There's a strategy behind it, and it's all about building your business. And uh, luckily, once once it started catching on that people were like, oh, okay, I get how this works now, then it became something it transformed um, in the business world to something that people were dabbling in, to something that nobody would think about doing business without. So it's just like websites were 20 years ago. People thought, oh, websites, maybe. Do I need one? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Now you'd never think of, of having a business without a proper website, without social media strategy. So um, so that's kind of how we came to be. And we've grown to uh, have three different locations across two provinces in Canada with a full team of in-house uh, content creators, graphic designers, SEO specialists, the whole shebang. That's amazing. I love that you you jumped into this industry that people didn't even know of yet. Like that's what an incredible leap of faith to, I mean, you must've really had the vision of it to see the potential of what social media marketing could be and knowing that it can turn into something and that it would turn into something big. Um, actually, I just kind of crossed my fingers and hoped. Uh, <laughs> I saw it as something that could be really huge and beneficial. Um, and again, back then, there were some companies across North America that were incorporating a little bit of social media marketing into their overall strategy. But what that looked like was a three or four or $5,000 monthly package back, you know, seven years ago. It was a huge amount of money to have a bit of social incorporated within that. And small businesses just don't have that kind of budget. So I was able to focus on that niche of social media marketing, content marketing, relationship building, and be able to bring it in at a price point that was affordable for the small business in order for them to compete with those big guys online. Absolutely. That's yeah, absolutely amazing what you offer. And I love that it's also a, that what you offer is, it's such a complete package of services that you really cover all your bases with your clients, which is absolutely incredible. Now, in terms of, all the craziness that's happening out there right now. I know there are a lot of business owners who are scared or they're, they're shutting down their business right now. They're putting things on hold and they don't know what to do. And they're feeling a lot of uncertainty about what the future holds for their business right now. And you and I have talked a little bit about the importance of, of having a marketing strategy and being present during this. So can you tell us a bit about why it's important to have that marketing strategy right now and invest in advertising when things are really tough? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, with this fear of uncertainty that's going on across the world right now, a lot of us are like, you know, we want to withdraw. We want to just kind of curl into ourselves and ride out this storm. You know, that's kind of natural human reaction. Unfortunately, when it comes to your business, that's not a very proactive way to go about things. And in fact, it can be really detrimental. So the reason you need to have a good marketing strategy and actually implement it and advertise your business is because when you do, you've got a hope of actually getting through all of this. If you don't, then your odds are decreased significantly that you're going to be successful on the other side of this. We know that this isn't going to go on forever. 
but we know it's really scary and there are businesses that are closing their doors and there are businesses that are teetering. And we want to make sure that, you know, we do what we can in my business to help these companies strategize and kind of come out ahead of the curve. Um, so we, we do have a saying in marketing, it says, when times are good, you should advertise. When times are bad, you must. Without that, you're just not going to survive. Um, now, right now, not every business is going through hard times. Some businesses are going to see an increase in sale depending on their industry. Uh, we've signed on three new clients in the last 24 hours because their industry is one that is called upon more so in this type of situation, right? So not everybody is struggling. And you think of the toilet paper situation. It's a good time to run a toilet paper factory, right? Totally. <laughs> but no matter which side of the things you're on, you do need to strategize accordingly. Um, so I wanted to talk about some of the advantages of applying your marketing strategies at this point. The first one that I think is really important is showing that you've got corporate stability. No matter the size of your business, whether you're just a mom and pop shop um, or you've got you know, a franchise or whatever it is, showing corporate stability is really important because people buy from people and businesses that they know like and trust. So what does corporate stability means? mean? It means that when a client, either current or potential, sees you continuing on with your business as, as if nothing is really bringing you down, it gives them a really good sense of comfort. So it helps them feel good about your business. Um, but more importantly, it elevates the trust that they have in your business um, and in your products and your services. So if you see a business that just stops advertising during this time, you're going to wonder, are they still in business at all? What's going to happen if I go to the shoe store and I buy this great pair of uh, runners and they fall apart in a week? Is the store going to be open that I can take them back to? Right. So you're not going to one. You're not going to um, you're not going to have that trust if they're not advertising. If you go to buy a gym membership and again, you're not seeing that the, the gym is advertising. Am I going to spend all this money and get locked into a contract and not have a gym to go to in a few weeks? So corporate stability really instills a sense of trust in your clients. So it's really important to keep that marketing and keep making sure that your clients know that you're there. The second really good advantage that you have right now is the noise level in the industry. So we all have competition. In marketing, we talk about noise level. So that's kind of what your competition is doing and how you're competing with them. Um, so with me in the digital field, when I started in social media marketing, there wasn't really anybody else doing that. I didn't have any competition really. Um, so there wasn't a lot of noise going on. So it didn't matter what message I got out there or how often I, I did. If somebody was looking for my services, they were going to find me. But now, I mean, there, there's tons of people that do what I do, and a lot of them do it uh, extremely well. And so now I have to compete a little bit more for that business. So if you're in an industry where a lot of your fellow um, business owners are not advertising, well, people are still going to need your services, maybe fewer people, but they're going to be able to find you easier. They're going to be able to build a relationship with your business a lot easier because you don't have all that noise pollution going on. Um, there was a really great story um, back in the 20s, so back in the Depression, 
there was uh, post-cereal. We all know post-cereal. Well, North Americans do anyway. Uh, good ready-to-eat cereal. So during the Depression, Post cut back significantly on their advertising budget. And that's when Kellogg's came along and went full force. So they doubled their advertising spend during the Depression. So they were investing heavily in radio ads, which would be, you know, the equivalent of today's social media marketing. And uh, that's when they introduced Rice Krispies with the Snap, Crackle and Pop. So their profits actually grew 30% and they, they became the industry leader in breakfast cereals because they, instead of rolling back and tightening up those purse strings, they actually invested. So that's maintained now, like here in North America, especially, it's, all, it's always been Kellogg's. Um, now, a more recent study um, was from Amazon. So back in 2009, we had a recession back then, and Amazon sales actually grew 28%. Mm-hmm. So they continued to innovate with new products, even though everybody else was rolling back again. That's when they came out with the Kindle products. So they had, in 2009, customers at Christmas actually bought more Kindles than hard, like actual physical copies of books. Wow. Yeah, it it was incredible. So in the mind of the consumers, Amazon became that innovative company by introducing new products and still just investing in who they were and then really having um, a sense of that corporate stability that they were projecting upon the market. So it was a really good opportunity for these companies to kind of see where they could cut through that noise or now the noise is kind of reduced and take advantage of that. And entrepreneurs are really good at being innovative in these types of situations. So take it as your opportunity to shine, cut through that um, that noise because it's a lot quieter right now and bring your products and services and your awesomeness to the surface. I love that. And I love those examples you shared. That's because I think of it now and I think, of course, I think cereal, I think Kellogg's. I don't even think of Post. It would never occur to me. So to show how that, you know, so long ago is still impacting them today. And that's incredible. Can you give us some practical tips on what we can do? So for a smaller business owner, what can we start doing to help us through this? Sure. Um, The biggest thing that you need to do is start thinking outside of the box, I think. Um, So what's been working for you in the past may not be what's going to be working for you in the immediate future. And, And kind of listen to what's going on when you're doing some advertising, some marketing, excuse me, if it's not working for you, change it up a little bit. So that being said, you're probably looking for some more hardcore actual tips of things you can do, right? (laughs) Please. (laughs) Yeah. So you probably will need to change the way you advertise. But the easiest transition that a lot of business owners are able to do is start taking what you do and do it online. So we have um, in, uh, in our client roster, we've got a lot of different clients who we are helping take them from seeing people in their place of business to being for people on the internet. An example of that um, is a client who runs exercise classes, so has a gym and does a lot of exercise classes. So what they're able to do now is actually create a closed Facebook group, so a private Facebook group with their current clients, and they're moving these exercise classes online. So the challenge with that is that they do offer lots of different types of classes using different equipment. 
So how do you do that if somebody like me is a member and I'm at home and I, I don't have any of the equipment? Right. Well, as the instructor, one thing you can do is say, use what you have. So the instructor can still facilitate the, uh, the sessions. Um, so let's say it's a cycling class and well, I don't have a stationary bike at home. Well, you know what, maybe I do have an elliptical trainer or you know, maybe I've got a, a step machine. So maybe I can utilize those. The trainer can still facilitate the session and still be motivating, still have the music playing in the background and still being able to see how you're doing and coach you on what you're doing, but you're doing it online and you're doing it as part of a group because we've all gonna have our videos on if you wanna have videos on to make it a community still. Um, so you, I actually just saw a video yesterday on Facebook, Terry, I don't know if you saw it, but it was uh, a gentleman, was, I think it might have been in Italy, and uh, he couldn't get to the gym, obviously. So what he did, since he didn't have a treadmill at home, was you see him at his kitchen counter, and he puts his hands on the kitchen counter, he puts a little bit of water on the floor in front of him, and a little bit of dish soap, and he starts walking and it ends up looking like a treadmill because it's slippery. So he's holding the counter and using that as a treadmill. So talk about being innovative, right? Yeah. So you don't have to have exactly what you're used to in order to still get the same, uh, same results. And people, when it comes to exercise classes, they want to get healthy, right? So do what you can to help them be healthy. Um, and there's, there's lots of other things that we can do online if you um, teach music lessons take that online martial arts you can take that online nlp training terry you do a lot of online work already right um art lessons there's lots of different um things like that you can do and there's different software like there's zoom that we're using right now google hangouts is a free format for doing video conference calls there's lots of different ones out there but by taking the services online you can um you can service your current clients, but you can also still secure new clients as well. So that's one thing that you can kind of think about doing. Now, if you're more so in the product industry where you have products that people come to your shop and buy, um, maybe you've got like a natural food store or you sell dietary supplements, you might wanna consider hiring a driver that can do touchless deliveries. So there's a new word for our repertoire is touchless yeah. deliveries. So essentially, you can hire somebody who either already knows or you train on proper hand washing techniques, social distancing, everything that we need to be really aware of. And um, then you can send them out to do touchless deliveries. So they would deliver the product to the person's home and they would send the person a text and say, your product is on your doorstep. So that way it's not left there for hours. The person can come out and pick up the delivery. So that way there's no real human to human contact on there. So that's, that's a really great uh, a way to look at employing more people by hiring drivers, still continuing with your business, servicing the clients you have. And again, it still allows you to reach more new clients as well. So those are a couple of things that you can do right now. Instead of having your clients come to you, you can literally go to them. Those are fantastic tips. Thank you so much for those. You're welcome. I, you know, I'm curious to see myself of how this transforms business ongoing. So after this is all settled, will some businesses stay online or continue offering that as an additional service to their in-person business? I think it's it could really change yeah. 
I, I see it as a really great opportunity to kickstart some of those um, people who are not um, early adapters of technology, yeah. let's say, and to kind of get them up there. So now it's like, okay, you've had the opportunity, you've been apprehensive for whatever reasons, and now you've got to do it. You've got to jump in there. And there are people like myself that can help you with that. And then once, I think once a lot of business owners get their feet wet, they're going to be like, wow, this is actually kind of a, a good way to do business. And they might still implement this afterwards for sure. Definitely. Now, what if you can't find a way to make these changes work? What would you suggest then? Yeah, there's certainly um, some businesses that these types of things aren't going to work for, for whatever reason. Um, but it's a great opportunity to start planting the seeds, either in your current customers that you want to be returning customers or potential customers down the road. Um, you think of it this way, there's a lot of seasonal businesses, um, no matter where you are in the world, but they function kind of in the feast or famine mode, meaning they've got like really, really high times and really, really low times. So most of those businesses, the ones that are really smart about it and, and really successful with that, they tend to still have a solid marketing strategy all year through um, to get them through those low times. So um, part of the reason for this is because you're literally planting the seeds as you go along that when somebody needs you, that they're going to be there. Realtors are a good example of this. Um, they go through, certainly back where I was from, before I moved to Vancouver, they'd have a really low time in the winter. Houses just weren't moving. But you don't see them reducing their marketing efforts. They're in the newspaper every week. They're on billboards. They're on buses. They're on park benches. They're on social media, that's for sure, uh, because you don't need a house every day, right? You're not buying or selling a home every day, but when you're ready to buy or sell that home, you can think immediately of a local realtor because you see them marketing all year round. So even though right now we're in a bit of a crunch with a lot of businesses, it's tough right now. It's really important that when people start buying again, because they will start buying again, then you're going to be the one that they're going to buy for. And again, part of that is that uh, stability you were showing them in building that trust. So some ways that you can do that um, if you're not able to literally build your business right now because of the economic times we're in is you can offer some extra value to your current clients and your potential clients. Okay, so some of those things that you can do, I'm gonna go through a list of some of them. The first one is um, presenting how-to videos. So maybe you own a bike repair shop where you repair bicycles or something. So people aren't dropping their bikes off to you necessarily right now. But what you can do is you can live stream videos of yourself fixing some of the common issues that people bring their bikes in for. So simple things, obviously, you're not taking part in an entire bike, but let's say they've got squeaky brakes um, or I'm not a cyclist, so I don't actually have a lot of these analogies, but I know that they're, I know I can take my bike in that I use occasionally and get it tuned up. So if you do some live videos on how to do things within your industry and explain it in simple terms so that everyone understands, because it's not the time to show off your knowledge of industry jargon, right? Because you're really wanting to connect with people. Um, but it really shows that you know what you're doing, that you're an authority in your field and you're offering some helpful advice when your client can't be your client right now. Um, and that just kind of leads into literally offering advice. So um, if you can write some blogs or do some videos 
offering advice on um, things that you um, things that you value and things that are helpful for your clients. So let's say if you own a furniture store, you might create a video or a blog about your preferred cleaning products that you would use on the furniture. So different techniques maybe for different fabrics. Um, I know that uh, my ex-husband was in the woodworking field and he says, I can't believe how many people use pledge. That's not (laughs) furniture. So something like that would be really helpful offering advice and what you use um, to uh, in your own world that would be helpful for your clients. Um, Another great uh, idea is answering your most asked questions. I know in digital marketing, I get asked the same 10 questions from almost every client, right? Terry, you probably get the same thing. Yeah. First, what is NLP, of course, and how is this going to help me? You know, there's, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. So everybody's got those same basic questions that are asked over and over again. Take time and answer them. Do a video taking time to explain the answer to those frequently asked questions instead of just having them sitting on your website. Uh, the next one you can do is host a live question and answer period. So people can pop in and uh, do it live. So you can you can do that on Facebook. There's lots of different ways you can do it. Um, and another really great idea is something that Terry's really good at is invite a related industry colleague to talk. <laughs> so, of course, Terry does these amazing podcasts and has incredible guests in, in all different areas. Um, me and digital marketing... I might do a Facebook Live um, or do a podcast with maybe the owner of a sign shop because I work really closely with sign shop owners, um, printing companies. There's there's people who are businesses who I work really closely with because we service the same clients. So it would be really helpful for my client to hear from the sign guy because chances are they're going to need his services, right? So then I'm bringing extra value to that as well. So... You're not charging, obviously, for this information when you're giving it out. You're literally giving it out to help your clients and to build that rapport with them. Because like we said earlier, people buy from people and businesses they know, they like, and they trust. So if you can build that goodwill and that trust, then when they are ready to buy, you're definitely the one that they're going to be buying from. Um, So you're setting yourself up as an authority in your field. And one other really great advantage that this has is that if you're somebody who needs to deal with suppliers and they're seeing all of this great information you're putting out there and the way that you're connecting with your clients, then you've got the opportunity to position yourself in such a way that you can strike some better deals with them because they see your corporate stability. Right? They know that you are a business that they can trust that are going to pay your bills to them, right? Right. You're going to be a long client because of that stability. So now you can create a partnership and say, hey, yeah, you know what? I need X amount of this protein powder for my store because my store is doing really, really well. What kind of a deal can you give me on that? So that's, that's one of the benefits as well. It's not just about the end user client but how can you uh, really leverage your partnerships as well? That's so smart. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. 
I'm glad it's, it's something that some people don't think about, but um, it, it really is a great opportunity to just go to the suppliers and say, look, I've got all these people who are well connected to my business. They're seeing who you are and who you're showcasing your business as and uh, just put you in a better position. Oh, so smart. That's, I love that idea. I'm, I'm thinking, how do I do that in my business now? I want to starting now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what would be, what would be the next step if someone is, you know, they're listening and if they want to connect with you further and learn more about how you can help them in marketing their business and their social media presence, what would be their next step? Sure. Um, you can reach out to me um, for sure by email is great, which is barbara at assistingyou.ca or you can go to the website www.assistingyou.social. Um, we do offer marketing strategy. We offer coaching. We offer consulting. We also do full, as I said, uh, digital um, digital contents. We create your content for you, the images, the text that goes with it. We post it. We manage everything for you. So we really do everything right from, hey, do you need an hour's worth of coaching? Here you go to let's do this and let's grow that business. Everything in between. Amazing. I'm going to post all of the links in the show notes below so you guys can find them all there. And I just have to ask, I'm so curious, what is your favorite social media platform? Ooh, you know, that's, that's a really good question. Depends on context. Um, my favorite for doing business on is LinkedIn. About 80% of all social media um, business or also all leads that come in through social media are through LinkedIn. So it's a powerhouse for doing business, especially if it's a B2B business. Um, our Facebook is just great for connecting with family, um, especially if you're of the, you know, born in the 70s, uh, about that age range. Um that being said, like Instagram is an incredible platform for kind of everything. So what's my favorite? It's, it's hard to say. And then, I mean, there's, do you want to take a guess, Terry, how many social media platforms there are in the world? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Take a guess. I would probably say like, I don't know, because I'm trying to think of how many I can think of. And that's not that many, but I'm sure there's way more that I know about. Like, Money, you know, that's probably way low, but it might be a little bit low. There's about 2,500. Oh my gosh, okay, <laughs> 2,500? about 2,500 globally. Yeah, so it really is a matter when you're advertising on social media, it's about knowing who your audience is and being on the platform where your audience is. Okay, being on LinkedIn isn't going to do you any good if not one of your buyers is going to be there. Right. So that's part of what we do in our strategy calls um, or in our consulting is we narrow down who your target market is and what platform that they might be using. Twenty five hundred. <laughs> My mind is stuck. on. That. <laughs> I mean, typically you've got the big ones, you know, your LinkedIn, your Twitter and Instagram. You've got now TikTok, which is a fun video one. Um, and there's always up and coming ones. Um, but yeah, there is, there's a ton and a lot of them get into very niche markets. So if you have a niche market, chances are there's a platform that could be right for you and better for you than general advertising on something like Facebook. I'm so excited now to go find these other social media platforms. (laughs) I'm so curious. I can't, wow, that's unreal. 
I want to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise and your knowledge and for all the great tips that you provided us. Thank you so much, Barbara. You're welcome, Terry. I really hope that uh, that some of these tips can help some of these business owners that are that are a little afraid right now because we will get through this and now is the time to just really incorporate some of these tips in order to help. So I hope you guys got a lot of value out of today. I know I did. I always learn so much from Barbara. I think she's absolutely brilliant at what she does and definitely, uh, definitely a leader in her industry. So if you want to know more about Barbara, check out the links in the show notes. And of course, her website is assistingyou.social. If you enjoyed this episode, and if you know some business owners who would benefit from learning these tips, make sure you share it with your friends. And as always, please leave your five-star review. It's super, super helpful to help other people find this podcast just like you. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day, staying safe and healthy. Bye for now.